yo, yo. Check this out. This out. Previously heard. Previously heard. Good Hope FM. Let's go. Coming up next, coming up next, Warrior Woman with Leanne Williams. Yes, another incredible Warrior Woman. Wednesdays are literally my favorite days because I get to meet another incredible woman that is doing amazing things in uh, in her sphere of influence and in the community that she operates in. And today I'm speaking to one such woman who is doing amazing things, um, the managing director of the Sparrow Society. Now, the Sparrow Society is not just in the business of creating really cool products. They are in the business of creating options, real options, options for a better future, a safer future, and a more empowered future for all of us. That's why I would like to welcome to Good Up FM, Kate Brim Senegal. Welcome to Good Up FM, Kate. So good to see you again. Hi, Leanne. Thanks so much for having me. And hello to all the listeners. Hello to everyone. I had the immense pleasure of being with you. I think I was you a, a month ago, maybe. Was it just over a month ago? It was just over a month ago. Yeah, yeah, where you were were doing incredible things. And I'm so excited for our listeners to get to meet you and hear more about what you are doing. Before we jump straight into that, I think it's really, really important for us to talk about gender-based violence, which is a real uh, reality for many women in South Africa. Um, Providing an economic opportunity for these women is restoring the power back into their hands to protect themselves, their families, and reach for a better future. And that is what the Sparrow says. Society is doing. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, Sparrow Society, and how it all began. Yes. Um, okay. So I started Sparrow Society 10 years ago. Um, it started very small as a response to a research project I was doing mm-hmm. through University of South Africa. Um, and so we were looking at poverty in the Western Cape, just kind of in general and what's being done. Um, and so I looked at skills development organizations who were working predominantly with women. The main project was always sewing because women want to learn how to sew. But then they I know, want to learn how to right? sew too. It's, it's yes. a great skill. It is. Um, but unfortunately, the manufacturing industry in South Africa has been on a really sharp decline in the last couple of decades. So there was no work for them. Um, so thought at that point, okay, how can I use my network and my skills to try to bridge that gap between the skill that they now have and a product that is marketable to be able to create work? Um, and so we started there. And then slowly, as I started working with more and more women, I saw these other issues that came in as well. It's not just about needing a job. It's about all these other psychosocial issues and um, so much of the abuse that comes in and trying to create boundaries and all of these things. Um, So being able to kind of, as needs arose within the group of women that I worked with, we slowly kind of morphed into new programs Mm -hmm. and things to help support that. And now we've shifted um, to doing a lot more into that side of the work. That is amazing. So there are a lot of programs that you have developed. Before we talk about some of those programs, maybe we should talk about what this has meant to the women that you have brought on board with this campaign. I remember when um, uh, I was with you and we were talking about the the Art of Empowerment campaign mm-hmm. and to hear from the women whose lives was directly changed by being offered an opportunity to take the power back, you know, because yeah. there is a real loss of power when you are in an abusive situation where you can't walk away. You yeah. can't leave that situation behind for fear that you cannot provide for yourself or your children. And you're giving these women the power back. Yeah. So I think um, you really 
hit it there. So it's not easy to just leave. And I think a lot of people say, well, why doesn't she just leave? If it's that bad, why why doesn't she just leave? It's not easy. It's not an easy thing at all. There's often a lot of psychological control involved. So she's having to deal with all kinds of other things. There's power dynamics. um, There's the financial aspect. There's a lot of financial control. Often Mm -hmm. the man will be the um, sole breadwinner. Maybe he's the one working or maybe he controls her bank account. Maybe she's not allowed to have a bank account and all of her money goes into his bank account. And then what's she do. Um, That's actually true for a lot of our um, women when they first come onto the program and we tell them you need to get your own bank account um, because we've seen it too many times where they get paid and the husband just spends all the money. So um, it's the financial, it's often children. She has children at home um, and if maybe she can get out but maybe she can't safely get her kids out and if Mm -hmm. she does is he going to come after them and then does she risk leaving her children with her abusive partner while she goes off somewhere else? I don't know many mothers who would make that choice. So a lot of women choose to stay. Um, and I think all of us can understand that. We, If we understand all of these issues, or at least try to, or at least yeah. attempt to, I think yeah. you can very easily start to see why it's so hard for women to leave. So our programs try to address all of all of those yeah. things. Yeah. We start with the economic part. We partner with a lot of other organizations to do some of the other, but we also do psychosocial support. Mm-hmm. Um, but the economic part, if she has stable income, if she has a way to earn money um, and also be flexible and access psychosocial support and and work in a safe environment all wow. at the same time, um, then she has a lot of the tools that she needs to be able to make that decision. And that's why we say we are giving her options. That is amazing. Well, let's look at some of these options and uh, some of the uh, the programs that you've developed to, uh, you know, to create an opportunity for women to empower their lives. I know there's quite a few of them. Do you want to touch on them? Oh, gosh, so many. <laughs> um, I um, remember the one that I really loved a lot was Power Pads. Yes. Um, yes. So that's my favorite one. It's our newest one. Um, so we started it in, in 2022, I yeah. believe. Um, and so that one we wanted to, before we were, we make cosmetic bags for big beauty brands. Yes. And it's amazing and it's wonderful. Um, but it's also making a retail product is really hard. Yeah, I can <laughs> so imagine. So it has to be yes. perfect. And wow. so that kind of pressure to make a perfect bag yes. is too much for women who have just come out of an extremely traumatic situation. Um, So we developed the Power Pads project first to try to create a product that survivors could make that wasn't as high pressure. Um, So if the pads are all a little bit different sizes, it's fine. We still want them to be great quality because it's a pad. You want want something nice, but they don't all have to be exactly the same. So we started there and then got into um, period poverty and menstrual health education. I won't go there right now. Um, But it just allowed her a way to get her sewing skills up um, as she practiced while making the pads, being able to earn an income um, at the same time, and then slowly work towards getting her confidence up as well, um, developing the skills that she needed. And then when they get to certain skill levels, they're able to graduate um, yeah. basically into our other program where they're able to then make the bags for the retail company. Wow. So there's upward mobility as well. Um, there's forward movement. There's a sense of accomplishment. Um, but also, the my favorite thing about the program that we didn't actually realize going into it was that um, for survivors, getting to make a product that's not just going to be bought by some someone at a store but going to a girl 
who really needs it. So she's helping someone else in their trauma. So her in her own trauma is doing something to help someone else in theirs. And that is an extremely important part of the healing journey, being able to look outside of yourself and realize that you have the power to change things, not only in your own life, but you actually have the power to change someone else's life as well. Powerful, absolutely powerful. And then there was another program that I absolutely loved um, where you announced your first annual Survivor Art Series uh, in a traveling art show that uh, is titled The Art of Empowerment. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about The Art of Empowerment? I'm so glad you brought that up. (laughs) So I absolutely love this program. It's the first time we've done it. We took 14 of our survivors um, and we had Amy Ayanda, um, Mm -hmm. a beloved Cape Town artist. She's wonderful. Um, So she came out and did a workshop with 14 of our survivors, um, taught them some basic painting techniques, took us through the process. Um, And the beautiful thing about it was that, um, so there's we've all heard of art therapy and how that's healing Um, but the way that she paints and her style and what she taught us was like there was this one point when we're all painting and for survivors we need to control things it's just it's part of the thing we need to feel like we're in control Um, and and part of the healing journey is learning to let that go and so there was this one part in the workshop she handed out these bottles of ink and she's like okay now just throw it on the page and all of us looked at (laughs) each other and we're like we can't do that That is not a controlled thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that was a huge moment for a lot of us, being able to just let it go. And from there on, you could see everyone kind of softened. And um, it's just something as simple as throwing ink on a page. Um, But so all of the artworks, there's 14 of them. Um, It's in a silent auction now. It ends December 10th, which is the last day of the 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. That's amazing. You can bid on them online. Okay. um, And the funds from that go to the survivor. Um, and to our program to help sur- survivor support. That is incredible. I absolutely love that. Uh, you know, a very inspiring collection curated uh, with pieces by survivors of gender-based violence and human tra- trafficking, I think, is is so wonderful. Uh, and, of course, the proceeds going back to them as well, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. I think, incredible. Kate, what is your hope for the Sparrow Society? Uh, you said it started 10 years ago. You've done amazing things. You've worked with some of the be- the, the biggest beauty brands yeah. in the country. What is your hope going forward not only uh, nationally but who knows maybe internationally uh, <laughs> so there's a lot um big yeah. picture i we are starting to see it i think um two things one getting to revive the manufacturing industry in south africa mm-hmm. that's a big goal um i think it will really help not only women but just the unemployment in south africa yeah. we have we're perfectly situated to be able to do that there's no reason why we can't be a major player yeah. uh the second is to prove that women can do amazing things here, here. so our our program is over 200 independent businesswomen so our so boss network is women who uh sew from home as their own business so we're not a factory yeah. they're actually businesswomen we train them with business skills so the idea is to create strong women who are leading their own businesses able to to decide how they do things, make their own um, schedule, all of those things, but to be able to kind of grow the industry with a bunch of female-owned businesses. Um, And also to show, because um, our entire leadership team is also female, um, that's not common in the manufacturing industry. (laughs) So we often um, get kind of pushed aside, but to be able to prove, like, actually, look at what we've done over the last 10 years. Um, This little thing that everyone kind of thought was a little project in a garage for a few years, which it was at the beginning. Yes. Yes, um, but look at what we've been able here. to do, right? Yes, yes. It's the resilience of women and it's the power of women that got us to the point where we are today. Um, and I hope that as we grow 
um, into the future that we, we've become a leading manufacturer in South Africa, but I, we are well on our way to doing that globally as well. Wow. And being able to show not just women, but South African women, sure. um, how powerful South African women are and that we can kind of lead the charge in in a lot of things. Powerful stuff. Kate, if anybody wants to uh, find out more about the Sparrow Society and the work that you are doing um, in these communities, where can they find out more information? Uh, they can go to our website, www.sparrowsociety.co.za. Um, and so all of our program information is there as well as the art that you can bid on. Beautiful stuff. Managing Director of the Sparrow Society and our esteemed warrior woman for today, Kate Brim Senegal. Thank you so much for joining us. Excellent. You are incredible and thank you for the, the, the life-changing work that you are doing uh, with these amazing women and the communities that they are serving as well. You are awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Leah. Ciao. It's all you need.